Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. from Studio 6B on a Monday. Getting the week started. Glad you're in. Lots to do. Gio Fran holding it down. Gio's back. Gio, hope you had a great um, day off. <laughs> Concert, uh, whatever the hell you were doing. Fran would, held down the fort extremely I would talk well. about it, but I'm uh, making some adjustments right now. If you could, you know, buy Well, fine, Gio. So excuse me for bothering you. I don't want to, you know... If I make you a little adjustment. Well, we got director. some little last minute curveballs here as the show is starting. So. Whatever, whatever. Uh, Slick Rick's here. Hey, full Big investigation. T. Full investigation is underway into the Slick Rick odds makers choosing of games because he just did way too good this weekend. There's something going on. Slick Rick, how are you? I'm good. I'm like hot pockets, man. I'm on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> that I makes no sense. And, I thought it was ham and sweat. Yeah, ham and eggs is on a roll too, but oh, okay. I'm like the ham hot pockets, eggs. baby. All right, very good. <laughs> that makes no but sense. a hot pocket, you don't put a hot pocket on a roll. Exactly. Well, maybe you can. I mean, carbohydrates are delicious. <laughs> yes, they are. Paul, Paul Nolan's here. How was your weekend of football? I kicked butt again. Another incredible weekend. Just rolling. Okay, very good. How was your weekend overall? It's none of your business. Okay, very good. Uh, Rick, Del- Rick Delgado's here. How was your week? Well, me and Rick saw each other. Oh, my goodness. Wow. I know. Because out, Rick's, out, out Rick's, in the wild. Yes, in the wild of of teenage basketball. Yes. And there uh, there he was. And that was pretty wild, right? <laughs> yeah. Did you... <laughs> were you in did touch you with crazy all... parents in their natural habitat? <laughs> I'm yes. just gonna. I'm just asking him. Did you? Were you in touch with all of the craziness that was going on? Oh, I was sitting right next to it. Okay, I was. I was enjoying it. <laughs> okay, yes. He was probably stoking it. As was I for the first half, then I moved for the second half because I like to sit where our team is playing offense. Right. I, I, was I noticed enjoying, you did the I, same thing. I was enjoying the stoking of the uh, of the fires. Yeah, yeah. We talk about these. We talk about these parents all the time. Me and Ricky. Um, where his son and my son were playing against each other, as it happens to be. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And, um, well, that was exactly what was going on in the game. Just yeah. parents, oh, one parent specifically. Us. That's just... Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try, I'll close your eyes and see if, see if you can imagine the recreation here. What's he doing? What? You can't, you can't guard him. Get your, t- tell him he's pulling on his jersey. Oh, ref, he's pulling on his jersey, ref. Um... That was just a microcosm. It was, um, I was more interested in the two parents going at it than her going at the, the refs. 
her and the dad from your team. Yes. It was... Um, then your... No, no. That's right. They were playing against each other. That's right. Yes. They were playing against each other. You know, and that... It's just... That's where the kids get it from because the kids... The parents, it's just... I don't know. It's just There's really no crazy. greater lesson than teaching the kids dignity and stoicism. Yep. Just turn away. No good comes of it. What are you gonna, you're not winning an argument. No one comes out with confetti and paper and, <laughs> and a big, giant, seven-foot cardboard check. You don't win. Yeah. yeah. She, she, was also, no she, was also, she was also giving an earful to the ref every time he ran by. Yeah, ref, parents, everybody. It's, it's, it's almost every game, though. It's almost every game you see some of these parents. Not always the same ones. But sometimes it's just out of control. But um, It's always the same type. Helicopter moms. Yep. Helicopter moms and the first jock dads. It's we call when we were coaching, we used to call the dads went said too much, the first jockers. The first jock they ever bought was for their kid. <laughs> yeah, living through their kids, right. Doing the kids yep. are playing at a higher level than they ever did or could, so they live through their kids. Right. And they all think their kids are going to the NBA or MLB or NHL or whatever the sport is. They all think they're going to go play Division One. They all think they're going to the NBA. When, yeah, right. In essence, none of them are no. going to do any of that. Right. Even the ones who you look at and go, wow, they're pretty good. Yeah. No, you're not good enough. <laughs> you don't know what good is yeah. <laughs> no. to play Division One college <laughs> basketball or football or baseball. You, no, none of you are. It's so rare to find a talent in any of these so, towns that goes to play Division One. It's, it's so rare. Do you want to hear? I'm going to give a quick story. My son played a good hockey travel team growing up, and the coach was very uh, powerful and competitive, but good. And uh, he was screaming at the kids. They were a real talented team. None of you guys are ever going to play in the NHL. You guys better start acting like a team. You're all acting like your prima donnas and your and your superstars. And the, and the kids come out of the locker room. Well, why are we even playing that if we're not going to play in the NHL? What's the point, coach? <laughs> and and no joke, five kids from that team are in the NHL. Wow, that's crazy. So, it's great, crazy. That's and eight other kids, eight other kids are playing in the AHL or European Pro. There's a stack team. I mean, that's but, not uh, that is not the norm. Yeah, do not. Well, that gets team recruited from everywhere. Just don't discourage the kids. Also, you know, what I mean, these pe- parents and yeah. the coaches—they're just so discouraging with their, their, you know, their vitriol and their living through them. You know, they don't never celebrating the positive. They're never staying in the moment and enjoying. The kid is playing. Don't steal that from him. Yeah. Her. I am. Um. Good to see the chat. I'm. Um. The chat's going so fast already. I can't even keep up. But I see a lot of you know. Let the kids play. Um. Yeah, it's like the uh, bad news bears uh, number two when uh, they they ended the game early in the Houston Astrodome and the the people in the stands went nuts. Let them play. (laughs) Donna says my son played Division One football as a kicker and it wasn't fun. Okay, wonder where that was. Um. Well, All kickers right. get hung out to dry, well, man. If they they're supposed to make every kick, and when they don't, they're, they're sacrificial lambs. Right. Well, well, you know what's a big thing about the, the the youth sports too is is they learn so much about you know being part of a team. You know, yes. saying, oh, you know what, I'm gonna give up this to to help my teammate do that. And I think that's I another it. part of it. You know, if if you're a parent that's constantly berating your kid, getting them to the point where they don't even want to go and play. Then you're then you're killing it, and you're affecting them in, in way more than just just past the sport itself. You know, part the of their lessons, development. 
learned on the court, on the ice, on the field, the the life lessons that make them successful in business. This is little kids with little problems. This is teenage kids with teenage problems. They need to sort this stuff out. This is how they become men and women and 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 good citizens by living and dying on what they love. And when the parent wrecks that love, right. the lessons get lost. The whole thing, the whole thing is. All, it's it's but get out of the way, man. When we were kids, right? In my age group, and not say when I was young, bup, bup. <laughs> we played we played in the field, right? Parents weren't watching us play. We'd put together our games. We'd we'd organize it. You got picked last. It stunk, and you worked your butt off, so you weren't picked last next time. You know, and and that hierarchy uh, makes you stronger. It helps you seek what you're best at, and and makes you strive to be better. And you know, and then the parents have completely gotten the way, and they take away the natural order of things. And it stops, it gives the kids these built-in excuses to not work. There's so many life lessons that are being obliterated and poor life lessons being created at the exact same time when parents are overly involved. Uh, very good, Paul. You're right on the money with all of that. Uh, speaking of good sportsmanship, uh, Slick Rick, I don't know if this is in your sports tonight, but have you seen the hub of blue in professional fishing? I that's just, going on? Malunsky, 67 on Geddes, said, Slick Rick, you got to report on the fish story. Have I you said, seen it? I, I saw. I, I did see it. I did. I, re, I read it right before I got on set. Actually, I saw it in ESPN. I mean, yeah. that's that's unbelievable. I mean, yeah, we'll play. Now, that. Are you talking about the huh? the guy who was using the weights? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yes, Rick. That's exactly no what we're talking, what talking about. about. It's the guy who's using the weights. Well, yeah, yeah. Thank you for giving the story away. Well, there are so many other fishing stories. I wasn't sure which one you were talking about. Okay. Well, no, that would be the one. These guys okay. cheating. It's in Cleveland. Yeah. Don't tell me we were stuffing weights in the fish's bellies. That's exactly what they were doing to get the <laughs> to get the highest weight. They, this guy was, I guess they were kind of onto him, and he cut open the fish in front of the guy. And here, here comes these weights. Wow. Out Dude, of the fish. I've heard about that stuff in shark tournaments back in the day. I heard about them getting away with stuff like that. That's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, those guys are yeah. serious about their fishing too, and their weight. And I mean, they're they're. I mean, yeah, it's, it's wild. Serious about being bastards. That's horrible. Yeah, horrible. Cheating. Yep. Just horrible. Anglers. So, all right. Uh, lots to do. Lead weights. Yeah, someone said lead weights. Yep. Lake Erie. It's like, it's like uh, it sounds like Ed Henry doing something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a Lake Erie feeling that could, could happen. Could, could, could Ed Henry be corking up his driver, Paul? I, I, could be. He, uh, absolutely, we need to check uh, his clubs yeah. before the RAV open, right? I just want to make sure he's not wearing like a, a pitching wedge, you know, foot joy. Because I know he's going to be kicking <laughs> balls out of the woods and stuff. He, you can see he's got that rip all over him. That's his, the 14th club is on his feet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, we'll have um, well, Slick Rick will be in charge of the first tee yes. in his in his diamond encrusted <laughs> yellow suit or whatever. Exactly, and he'll be he'll be inspecting all clubs, gloves, yes, to make sure that everything's on the up and up. And I wouldn't suspect if I had to suspect the two of the two of them. Yeah, I'd Ed. go to Junior first. Really. Well, yeah. yeah, because Ed's the obvious choice. So, you know, he'll, he'll deflect over to Junior. He'll have it in his, you know. See, see, and I see Ed as the type of guy going, Caddy, give me a four on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I can see. <laughs> That's very possible. Yeah, you know, he'd be like Rodney Dangerfield, hey, keep it fair, keep it fair. No, yeah, no, I couldn't. Exactly. <laughs> he'll be walking around handing out $20 bills. bills. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Slick Rick, keep it fair. Fake ones. <laughs> 
Phonies. <laughs> hey, Slick Greg, have a Bitcoin coming your way. Put me down for a three. <laughs> How'd you like to mow my lawn? <laughs> yeah, did you see this new NFT I got? Cheers, <laughs> too. Oh, man. Won't you stop by the house after the <laughs> Hey, Slick, I'm into diamonds, too. Oh, God. Uh, I got a special edition Purple Rain record. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) 12-inch. Oh, God. All right, well, uh, let's get to something that's really not funny that happened just as we were going on air, and I see people asking about it. Uh, I think it's we've now had a... Oh, fine, gee. I know, yeah. He's so tough on he's, you. Oh, he's asking for something. Okay, there we Does go. Does this have anything to do with President Goya? Uh, no, this is from well, I don't, uh, who? Yeah, I don't know if you saw. Uh, never mind. I don't know if you have the clip or not, but. No, this is another. out of Japan and North Korea. Yeah. Japan sent oh, rare no. warning to residents to shelter from North Korea missiles. So the North Koreans fired a, mi- a ballistic missile tonight. Oh. That Japan. Now, this is the first one they say since 2017. Over Japan. Now it did end up it did end up in the um in the water. But it's I mean from reading this, seemingly Japan at some point was not really sure where if it was one of these tests that was going to end up in the water as this as the alarms went off. And Fran said to me before the show, you know, they fire these kind of missiles and I and I said, No, I don't they do. But seemingly this one, at least on social media and the news that I was able to look at before we were coming on air, it seemed to get a lot more coverage. Oh, my. More like breaking, breaking, breaking report. We'll be tracking this. You know, Japan has basically told its citizens to take cover. Good Lord. This is the fourth or fifth one this week, but it's the first one that's passed over the actual land of Japan. Okay, so there you go. Uh, North Korea fired a missile over Japan for the first time since 2000. Well, this thing says first one since 2017, ratcheting up tensions to levels not seen in years. Missile launched Tuesday night appears to have splashed down in the waters to the east of Japan. The J- uh, Japanese government said it had earlier broadcast a notice to the Japanese public that a North Korean missile was heading toward the northern part of the country. So that was kind of the... Um, that was the news before we went on. And, and again, um, President Trump was handling this situation. We had none of this, really. And, of course, he was excoriated by the media and by the Democrats for going there. And Well, they seem to be pretty emboldened right now, as all our enemies are. All right, just getting started. News, sports, all coming up. Lots to do on a Monday, live from Studio 6B. Studio 6B, 17 past the hour on a Monday night. We were, I was looking on, um, Fran pointed this out on Twitter. Ethel! Oh, Ethel! Ethel! Don't Ethel look has some, uh, Ethel says, listen, you want to prevent... Have, Ethel was writing to the Harrisburg Senators, and she said, if you want to prevent voter fraud, make them give us a receipt for our ballot or a copy of our ballot after it went through the machine. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. On mail-in ballots, send a receipt through the mail. Exclamation. Demand a receipt. Ethel says. To the Harrisburg Senators, who, of course, replied, uh, ma'am, we are, we're a baseball team. 
<laughs> so oh, she was talking. She was talking about the All Star ballot. Come on, give Ethelage a shot here. Ethel was fired up about voter fraud, but she was talking to the. <laughs> That's to- it. That was. <laughs> that reminds me of that old song of Streak. Yeah. Hey, Apple, don't look there. <laughs> oh, it's too late. She already got a pick of his little pickle. Oh, uh, it's funny uh. because <laughs> you know, it's it is funny when you think because what's the where the where the we have the Long Island Ducks, so that one you couldn't but you know the senator you can Yeah, Washington Senators. Oh yeah, they've got these names, these junior teams, these uh, whatever you call them, minor league names, some of yep. them you could get confused if you just looked and saw the Harrisburg Senators. You said, I'm going to write them about voter fraud, those <laughs> bastards. <laughs> I'm going to do it in all caps so they make, make sure they know it. Hell, Ethel, we're just. Now, we're I just... got seven exclamation points. Is that, does that mean I'm serious? No, eight, eight. Eight's the number. Well, Ethel, we're just trying to figure out curveball and, str- and fastball and so on. So. All right, speaking of that, let's do some sports. We got to, hey, we got to do it. Hey, it's Monday that. night, which means there's Monday night football, which means it's time now for the Monday night edition of The Oddsmakers. Hang on, Ethel. All right, here he is. Um, I've accused him of cheating, and I stand by that until I've proven it. <laughs> 38,000. Oh, God. Picks up 10,000 this weekend. <laughs> Six and two for Slick Rick. Wow. Two and two in college, four and oh in the NFL against the spread. This guy goes. Wow. Are you kidding me? Come on. All right, Slick Rick, Monday Night Football. We have the Rams. That's right. <laughs> this guy can't get anything else uh, right. Maybe you can get this that's investigation right. a bunch of bull, right. bull Durham. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Slick Rick, let's go to Monday night. We have uh, the L.A. Rams on the road visiting the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers minus two at home. What's the pick? Santa Clara, California, Levi's Stadium. We're in my Levi's. I'm going with the Rams plus two. That seems like just an easy pick for me. Rams plus two over the Niners. I'll take the two and run. Game just underway. Rams with the ball in their own territory. So we'll keep an eye on that big game. Rams, Rams on the one. <laughs> I'll take the Rams. <laughs> Good slick. All right. All Rams right. plus two for the Slickster tonight in the odds makers. Let's do some sports and hear what that is. The aforementioned. Slick Rick Amirati. What's going on, pal? All right, big deal. Let's go. NCAA. Let me recap the weekend here. NCAA Men's Football Division 1 Friday night. Well, I lost that game. Number 21 now. Washington Felton, number 18. UCLA, 40-32. to 32. Washington QB, Michael Penix Jr., 345 yards and four touchdowns, but not enough to overcome the Bruins. Number two now. Georgia gets a scare as they evade misery and squeak by Missouri, 26-22 to 22 late. They were trailing by 10 at the half, and boy, Everybody was tuned in on that game Saturday night. They thought this could be the upset of the year. That's two weeks in a row their performance has been. I mean, they they were 40-point favorites and won by 19 against somebody the week before, a no-name school. Now, um, Kent State or somebody, I don't know who it was. They barely, I mean, they didn't even come close to covering the the huge number they were favored by. And now they almost lost to Missouri, who was awful leading into this game. Yep, and well, that cost them in the AP polls because they actually fell one spot. They were number one pretty much the whole way, but now the number one tie gets it done. 49-26 over Arkansas. Bama running back Jameer Gibbs, 206 yards and two TDs, and Alabama Nick Saban getting it done. Uh, so they're number one now. They're looking good. And number three, Ohio State rolls Rutgers 49-10, to but misses the cover by a half a point. I took them. I took Rutgers plus 39 and a half, and they lost. <laughs> By 39. Talk about, man, getting good chalk there. 
And number four, Michigan handles Iowa 27-14. Number five, Clemson negates number 14, NC State's bid to crack the top 10 with a 30-20 win. Uh, number six, USC. I lost that one, too. Only other one I lost over Arizona State, 42-25, but they didn't cover. 26 and a half points. A little bit too much chalk delay, and it cost me USC QB and Heisman candidate Caleb Williams, 348 yards and three touchdowns. Number nine, Ole Miss Clips. Number 13, Kentucky. That kid is... That kid is unbelievable. He had a play in that game that looked like one of those video games. He could throw it across the field like you can't believe from the opposite side. It's incredible. And uh, number nine, Ole Miss, uh, clipped, yeah, Kentucky, 22 to 19. Number seven, Oklahoma State, the Cowboys, 36 to 25 over number 16, Baylor. And uh, number 10, Penn State, now in, now on the top 10, uh, over Northwestern, 17 to 7. Number 11, Utah annihilates Oregon State, 42 to 16. Number 12, Oregon stamps out Stanford, 45 to 27. And uh, Texas A&M upset by number 23, Mississippi State, 42-24. Number 17, TCU. You, the Horn Frogs. I tell you, that game did scare me. Uh, I, I was going to take Oklahoma. They got smoked, fifty-five to twenty-four. I didn't see that one coming, Big D. But I knew to stay away from that game. And last but not least, number fifteen, Wake Forest over Florida State, thirty-one twenty-one. And that wraps the NCAA. I'll get to the NFL next sports segment, Big D. That's a wrap. Back to you. All right, Slick. Very good. Thanks very much. We'll do some more sports. Sports is brought to you by our friend Mike Lindell, who the Supreme Court today. Uh, declined to hear his defamation case, I believe. So that they said no, no go there, um, which I can't imagine was all that much of a surprise to anybody. I mean, if it yeah. was, I don't know what you thought was going to, I mean. But uh, yeah. so sp- sports is brought to you by Lindell. And I, I shared a Business Insider um, article about Lindell. I mean, they're just not going to stop till Lindell's out of business. That, that's, that is the goal. There's no other goal. For these people, other than get get rid of all the advertising, get rid of all the big box stores, and do as much damage as possible, and and continue to try to frame him as some loon, and that's what they're doing continuously, and they have the media that's all too well to help him back it. Uh, so that's why you know we keep saying support Lindell because that's the the only goal is to put him out of business, and until that happens, they won't feel like they've achieved their goals. So, all right, let's do some news, and news is brought to you by Seven Cells. Uh, for those of you wondering about why they've kind of rearranged some things, they are rearranging their website, but they deal, they still will, my understanding is, have the early treatment pack available. You can contact their customer service. They'll take your name and number, and as soon as they're ready, they'll ship it. So um, what's going on, Paul? Well, I just want to real quick say thanks for all the followers. I'm closing up on 8,500. Thank you so much uh, over on Getter. I'm really only using Getter, so uh, if you want to follow, I, I'll put all the news stories we do here, there, and a few others we don't get to. So um, former President Donald Trump is suing the cable news outlet CNN for defamation, pointing to its hostile coverage of his administration. Yeah. Uh, Trump seeks $475 million in punitive damages. Which is not enough, alleging, by the way. Well, not even close. And, alleging that CNN has sought to use its massive influence purportedly to, uh, as a trusted news source to defame the plaintiff in the minds of its viewers and readers for the purpose of defeating him politically, culminating in CNN uh, claiming credit for getting Trump out in the 2020 presidential election, as we all remember on Project Veritas's work. Uh, Trump's attorney uh, filed a suit on Monday in the U.S. District Court of the uh, Southern District of Florida. The suit faces considerable barriers to success, largely due to the demands on the plaintiff, especially a public official. To prove News Network did, in fact, defame someone, Trump will need to prove that CNN was malicious in its coverage 
or deliberately ignored the truth of the matters that which they reported, which, I mean... It should be easy, should be easy to do. They do it every second of every day. <laughs> I, I just wish I was on the, the judge on this case. I, I'd be like, all right, let's just pick a day randomly anytime from 2016, <laughs> yeah. 20... You got uh, spin like one of those wheels, like the... Uh, yeah. All right, you know, November uh, 8th, 2018, okay. Trump killed a baby, you know, like it leads story it, it, every day it was something. So yeah, your honor, is, here's our, shameful. here's our first witness of our case. <laughs> Start with the morning show. Yeah. Just turn on the TV. <laughs> it's, it's truly, it's, it's, it's really, uh, it's, it's so, it's just, so it should sad. be a million for every day. who is in office. That would be about right. So what's 365 times four. That should be it. All right, live from Studio 6B, just getting started still. Talk about the governor of Florida. Coming up. minutes past the hour live from studio 6b on a monday so lots to get to today because um joe biden was on two feet and speaking in front of a microphone (laughs) so we can get to that and as people have written me all day we may unfortunately have a redesign on 6bshirts.com for the Joe... <laughs> <laughs> for the uh, for the for resume, the Joe resume. Keep... Nice. We might have to make that shirt with a digital platform because just keep adding to it. Like it, it's may a... be... <laughs> it may become a nightgown. <laughs> 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 a wedding dress with a train. <laughs> <laughs> we may be the first to sell a wedding dress <laughs> with a train. Um, so we'll get to why that is here in a second. But I want to just start quickly with, and and we talked a little bit about this. Even I think before Ian made landfall, we talked about what was the attempt was going to be from the media uh, for the governor of Florida, and I and I think it's fair to say, if you sit back and ask yourself, at least up here, I'm sure in Florida it's not the same, but at least up here, and I think I'm not partaking in a lot of CNN or MSNBC lately, so maybe I'm off when I say this, but I'm going to say it anyways. Do you feel like you've seen a lot of follow through coverage? of um hurricane ian the aftermath in florida do you feel like you've seen a ton of it Mm. ask yourself that have you seen the kind of coverage you would think you would see or let me put it a better way if the governor wasn't doing such a bang-up job do you think you'd be seeing more coverage of what's going on in florida oh of course Uh because we know how the media works and again Maybe I'm off in saying this because I'm not partaking in a lot of left-wing news, but it just seems to me the little that I am, I don't see a lot of coverage, and that's how I know that the governor is is, is um, probably doing it right <laughs> from the people I've spoken to there and some of the videos that have come out. Rick sent me one, but it was just unfortunately too laced with... Uh, it was only three. Well, was, yeah, but three <laughs> takes an hour to prep the clip, so... Um, and this is in some place called Arcadia, Florida, that no one's yeah. ever heard of, and the media would never have heard of either until today when the gas tankers showed up after the citizens there had been, ta- had been basically pleading with the governor, and he was able to pull it off. 
And as the cameras rolled, there was a gentleman there who said, uh, <laughs> I don't know, you all can frame him however you want, um, but you see that big gas tanker over there? Yeah, he was, talk- he was basically talking about uh, Ron DeSantis. He was talking about the governor. He goes, you guys call him whatever you want. Uh, he goes, uh, I'm a Democrat, but I'm voting for him because you see that right there? That's why. He's getting things done. Yeah. We're vote- I'm, you know, he says, you know who we're voting for. Yeah. We're voting for DeSantis. You all can do whatever you want. And then, and there were there were a few ch- uh, colorful pieces of language that he used to which which made me the, the the funniest part of the whole clip is right at the end when I think it was a reporter who goes, uh, you know, there are children. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. After <laughs> he's because he was polite. After he's f bombing about everything. <laughs> right. Other he's f bombing about. <laughs> so you have to you have to as I've always told you you have to check your you know, check your brain cells at the door when you're dealing with the left and the media because this is the same governor. Now think about this. When COVID came, he was one of the only governors. And to some extent, Brian Kemp should get, um, Brian Kemp was trying to get businesses open pretty quickly too. And, And actually, President Trump, if you remember, and I've talked about this multiple times, was not happy with Brian Kemp. But Brian Kemp was trying to get um, businesses open. But, but nobody was what Governor DeSantis was in trying to keep the state free, open, businesses open, people having a life, uh, kids not getting injected with their bioweapon, people not getting injected with their bioweapon as much as possible, fighting tyranny at every turn that he could. And when he was telling people then to ignore local officials over COVID, the media response was what? Oh. He's very bad. Very, very bad. Mm. Now he's telling basically the same thing, people to listen to those local officials, and now he's great. But when the local officials don't do what he says now, all of a sudden he's bad again. And it's DeSantis' fault on evacuation timing. This is what CNN tried to run up the flagpole with him. And, well, let's just say he wasn't, he wasn't having any part of that. Roll that, G. Do you stand behind Lee County's decision to not have that mandatory evacuation until the day before the storm? Well, did you, where was your industry stationed uh, when the storm hit? Were you guys in Lee County? <laughs> no, you were in Tampa. So that's, you know, they were following the weather track and um, they had to make decisions based on that. But, you know, 72 hours, they weren't even in the cone. 48 hours, they were on the periphery. Uh, so you got to make the decisions the best you can. I will say, now stop uh, you know, they now delivered see, the-, the media thinks that everybody they talk to is like Biden or Kamala. They think that there's nobody who actually, you know, is, is quick enough on their feet and, and armed enough with real information and the facts on the ground and real things to deal. Like she walks up and asks that question. Right. The only thing I wish she had done is when he asked, well, where was it? I wish she had just stopped and waited for her to answer. That's I wish she had just stopped and waited for her to answer. Well, well where was your industry? Yeah. What are you, you're asking me? Why are you asking me this question? Why me? See, this is what they do. This is why you despise them. This is why you despise them. Because they think everybody they talk to is as dumb as they are. And when they get somebody who is not, they're made to look like fools. And she tries again here. Go ahead, G. 
message to people. They had shelters open. Uh, you know, everybody had adequate opportunity to at least get to a shelter within the county. Um, but you know, a lot of the residents did not um, did not want to do that. I think for probably for various reasons, some people just don't want to leave their home. Period. They're island people, whatever. But I think part of it was so much attention was paid to Tampa that I think a lot of them probably thought that they wouldn't get the worst of it. So you know, they um, but they did, and, and I think it's um, it's easy to second guess them. But they were ready for the whole time and um, and, and made that call when when there was justifiable to do. So. So. Some of their neighboring counties, though, did have mandatory evacuations before Tuesday. Well, right, but our neighboring, I mean, if you look at, like, um Tuesday morning, they had moved the track down. Models started showing it going to like Sarasota, you know. So that's that. So so they did that. I was in Sarasota that day with them when they were expanding some of their evacuations. You know, Charlotte, I think, did the same thing either Monday night or Tuesday morning. Um, so you know, but don't forget Sunday, uh, 11 a.m. advisory. It was going to go to Taylor County in North Florida, and so you know, it's at, the, at some point you got to look to see kind of where this thing is going. So yeah, no, I mean, I think it. I, I think that it's um, it's easy to say in hindsight. Yeah, we had most of look our at the, look at the lower third. The Tampa look Bay at the area. lower third. Mounting questions about timing. <laughs> Mounting questions as he's literally sitting right. there answering it, talking about once again we let people make their decision, individual liberty. We we'll let people make the, the best decision for their lives. They're big boys and girls. They know what's coming. We've given them a warning, and if it's not a mandatory evacuation for whatever the reasons are, we stand by it and let people make their decisions. Look at the lower third as he's just explained that. Mounting questions about timing of evacuation orders in Lee County, Florida, where many died during storm. Th again, this is why you despise these. Yeah, I'm so surprised. Didn't, I'm surprised just didn't say where Florida, where many died during storm. You know that that DeSantis uh, presided right. over due to this during, guy with a flashing arrow. The, up. Right. Yeah. During his tyrannical reign, or you know, like, to me, they 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 give it. They're so close to just saying he killed seventy four. You know, it's like it's it's so criminal and people just don't see it. The subtle attacks that just keep on coming at them. It's like it's just it's like the 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 average person out there consuming their news from five, six major corporations constantly pumping out their their narratives, they're like a little they're like a pencil that starts out and they grind down to the to the nub. And, and the erasers chewed off. People are so dumb and dimmed down now. They're, they're, they're worn out. They're, they, like, yeah. they're just, it, they never stop coming at you. And it's, it's so frustrating hearing just a regular dude, you know. I got a friend who just talked about this. Oh, my God. This is happening now. DeSantis did this, that. Oh, my God. You just want to, you want to help, but you know it's just going to cause a fight. Uh, people, are, people are just so dumbed down by the criminal media. It's criminal. Well, and I think that's part of the problem because, like you said, it's four or five or six companies that control it all. So they're pushing out the same message. So even if somebody goes, well, I'm going to go to this station, I believe them, uh, they're still getting the same message. It's just a different face is giving it to them. It's the yeah. person that they trust. Oh, well, if they said. And, and meanwhile, he makes a great point. Where were you located? Remember, the NFL was ready to move a football game because that's the information they had as well. Everybody was looking at Tampa like, uh-oh, this is going to be devastating for Tampa. Absolutely. Nobody was talking about uh, Sanibel Island and Naples and all that stuff because that was out of the cone. That was out of the area. It wasn't until very late in the game.
But this is the narrative. This is the story. We got to tell them the story. What's the one? Oh, DeSantis killed all these people. That's right. Yes, because he told them to stay. He didn't tell them to leave. Meanwhile, if you tell everybody from Tampa, oh, you should go away from the storm, where are they going to head? They're probably going to head east or south. And if you tell everybody south, head away from the storm, where are they going to go? Probably north and east. So you're going to have everybody converge together. Nobody's going to get anywhere. And, and you're probably going to cause even more chaos because you don't know. You can't evacuate an entire state. And of course, you know, I know in, in, in news media and politics, every hour seems like it's a week. But this, you know, how about like, hey, how are the people doing? What's, what's going What's the status? How When are we going to get power? When, what, what are we working on? Hey, you're questioning the evacuation. We're, we're barely in the beginning parts of people even thinking about trying to put their lives together. This is what CNN sends a reporter there to ask. This, this is the confrontation they want to have now. I mean, they've barely started, you know, cleanup. But CNN, here they come with their agenda. They got their agenda that they're ready to go with. And the media overall has their own agenda. And quite frankly, the, um, how it's cleaning up and whatever, it's, it's just how can we get them? This guy wants to run. You know, and that's, of course, the valid argument that people make that then they say, well, you know, like Laura Ingram. Well, Trump, maybe it's enough. We got to move on. We'll slow descent. It's not going to be any different. It's not going to be <laughs> no. different. They're going to blow away the next guy, too. They're going to they'll, they'll spin every single thing. Uh, the, the next guy who's coming in to fight the globalist agenda. Yeah. The next guy who's not a puppet to this. DeSantis a giant will, corporate monstrosity. Yeah, they'll have DeSantis in a Russian hotel room peeing on the bed with hookers in five seconds, too. It'll be and in a different country. And they'll have wrap-up smears everywhere. Right, it'll be wrap-up smears everywhere. They will report on it and spin it and spin it in the, in the, in the cycle of bullshit. In the cycle of bull. Bolsheviks, yeah. yeah. The yes. Bolsheviks. Bolsheviks. Yes. Bolsheviks. Bolsheviks. Yeah. Yes. Well, we got it, Paul. Of course. Of course. The invasion. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it just doesn't stop. You know, it doesn't stop. And it's like, you know, so this is what this is what you know, this is what all these elitist groups do. I mean, it's you know, and, and the conspiracy theories are like theorists are like seventy seven and three. You know, <laughs> our record is just we just keep getting wins. Uh, it's just crazy, man. It, it, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just so fed up. I'm just I'm beyond fed up with with the criminal news cycle and the and the weaponized you know alphabet gangs you know the top one percent of the fbi is so beyond corrupt and you know i was reading a report the other day that they're saying so many uh of the fbi agents on the ground are completely fed up absolutely there's a civil war within the the fbi now um you know, you know, you know, with guys like at the top, like Comey, an avowed communist, and so many are communists at the very top, and they want global communism. It's and and there's so well, many guys you, on the ground that are being screwed, and they want nothing to do with it, and they want to stand up. And well, Paul, did you see the? Uh, did you see they released the Peter Strzok uh, firing letter? Yeah. For some reason, they just decided. Up. You know what? This might be a good time to drop this. From Studio 6B on a Monday, we'll do more on the uh, Governor of Florida sports news. We got a crazy town tonight, Jay. I think we do. Crazy town coming up. LOL of the day is this English? Well, that could be anybody in the administration. We'll see when we get back.
Studio 6B. Looking at the Getter chat. Everybody in there is fired up as always. Elio says Ed and Karen were fantastic this morning as usual. Super early day, so no Rav chat, just bacon. Okay. Um, let's see who else is in here. Oh, everybody's in here. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Belinda says, hey, Patriots, late, late, gonna have to go back and watch How Was the Show. I don't know which one she's talking about. This one, well, it's been fantastic so far. Um, yeah, so get a chat's fired up. It's kind of calmed down a little bit. Man, that first 10 minutes, I couldn't even no. keep it up. It Carefree fire. Largo's in there. Big D, what's going on? My caddy, are we getting my Carefree possible, on the show? My possible caddy. Uh, Rusty says, Paul Nolan, love you, but why does it look like you're in an outhouse? So that's an interesting. <laughs> Everyone hates my little studio, D. Ed Henry says, love Damon. Problem. Yes, I love you too, Ed. Don't you, don't you know that? Don't forget it. Um, <laughs> I don't hear Rick Delgado's microphone. I don't know if there's a problem with it, friend, or, or if he's just not on it or what. No, it was me. Okay. <laughs> oh, there he is. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's do some sports. Sports is brought to you by MyPillow, Mike Lindell, MyPillow.com. LFS6B is the code at checkout 10 to 60-something percent off. I don't know what the deal of the week is. I forgot to check today. It's Monday. I got to check what the deal is this week. LFS, uh, MyPillow.com slash LFS6B. The deal of the week is usually the first thing you see at the top of the page. Check it out. What's going on, Slick Rick? All right, Big D. Well, before we get to the NFL Weekly Recap, let's go to the rodeo. We love the rodeo in LFS 6B, Fort Bend County Fair and Rodeo, Rosenberg, or Rosenberg, Texas. And this is the Fort Bend County Fair and Rodeo all-around cowboy was Mason Stuller, 22-21, bareback riding in Saddlebronk, bareback riding winner Sam Peterson, 83 points on Mo Better Rodeo's Riptide. Oh, Slick Rick, it's the towels. Oh, the towels. Towel sale of the year, three-piece towel set. Regularly 45 bucks, 19 bucks with our promo code. Three-piece wow. set. One bath, one hand, one washcloth. 19 bucks. Hopefully they still have the purple in stock. 19 I, bucks. How do you get three for 19 bucks? The purple I mean, towels are gorgeous. I just washed the towels do. and sheets over the weekend, Big D. Those sheets I've had for a year, the Giza sheets. And it's the first time you washed them? No. Oh. Come on. You know me. I'm slick. Come on, dude. Uh, he's, no, but they, yeah, he's slick. They wash. <laughs> That's the best excuse ever. Got it. Slip sliding away. Listen, they look beautiful. They look as good as brand new. I kid you not. Yeah. That's after probably 40 washes. And uh, team roping, Chase Thompson and Tyson Thompson Four and a half seconds. The Brothers Thompson getting it going. And uh, Saddle Bronc riding. Dean Wadsworth, 83 points on United Pro Rodeos. Skyfall, 24-36. Tie down, Andrew Burke, 7.8 seconds. Barrel racing, Stephanie Fryer, 15.56 tenths. Good score, 36-30. Bull riding, Trevor Reese, 80 points on Mo Better Rodeos. Snoopy, 51-31. Total payoff on this rodeo, $117,927. Let's slip back to Santa Claus. California, Levi Stadium, big D. Right now, 49 is up 7-3 over the Rams. This is in the uh, end of the first quarter. It's second and nine on the 49 is 42. So uh, right now, the nine is a covering. So we'll see. It's early, but uh, wow, can't believe the nine has jumped out early. Uh, here we go. And NFL recap from this weekend. Busy, great weekend. A lot of wild ones. Started off yesterday morning at 9.30 a.m. Big D over the pond in London, England. The Saints... They got doinked at the end there. Did you see that field goal? 61. Oh from 61. A, a hit, 
double the, doink. Yeah, hit the left upright, then hit the oh. crossbar, and then dropped as they I love these announcers dropped harmlessly to the ground. Oh man, what a, what a, what a, what a finale. Fantastic game. Kirk Cousins had a big day for the Vikes, 273, one touchdown, good win for the Vikings to hold them off. We got a lot I got a lot of Minnesota Viking fans in the chat, Big D in the Getter chat, so I'm sure they're very happy. Saints, I don't know, the wheels seem to be falling off down there. And the Falcons flipped the Browns 23-20. Cowboys take command of the Commanders. You see what I did there? 25 to 10. Dallas QB Cooper Rush wins fourth start in a row. First Dallas Cowboy ever. You got the great name, Starback, it Meredith. Just, it just proves you don't need to spend $300 million on your guy. Yes. Just pointless. And I think Jerry's starting to know. They go, well, how's Dak doing? Well, I don't know. I don't have to worry about getting Dak back in there. Who knows? Dak may be on the waiver wire at the end of this Look year. Look at the guy in New England yesterday. No one's ever heard of this guy. I don't know who he is. <laughs> He almost beat the Packers. <laughs> I know. That was a good game, too. And uh, Seahawks 48-35 over the Lions. Detroit's Jared Goff. Oh, he had a career day in that loss. 378 yards, four touchdowns in a losing effort. Titans tie down the Colts 24-17. New York football Giants looking good 3-1. Beat the Bears 20-12. New York Giant running back Saquon Barkley. Boy, he's back in beast mode. 146 yards on the ground yesterday. Eagles, Eagles roll to 4-0 as the only undefeated team. Team now 29 to 21 over the Jags. Philly running back Miles Sanders, 134 yards and two TDs. Boy, Philly's looking good. Jalen Hurts driving that buzz just perfectly. And the Jets, look out! The comeback kids in another late comeback beat the Steelers. Are you going to create? Are you going to congratulate Paul Nolan by the way on the Eagles since he said preseason they were going to be the team to beat in the NFL? Slick Rick? I don't recall that, but Paul, kudos to you. That's a good call because I didn't see I saw them having a decent team, but not the team to beat. But you're right. Right now, they're great. 4-0, looking good. Only undefeated right, team. And right now, they're not great. They're just getting started. That now, team's going to – you'll see if some of those young draft picks, like, you know, on the defensive line, like, like Jordan Allen, who's getting maybe 15 to 20 reps a game and getting pressure on 27 to 30% of his of his pass rushing reps. Wait till he starts getting a prominent role. This kid is going to be a force – the, the secondary gets better and better. I'm telling you, this team is going to get better as it goes. Yeah, I saw Emmanuel yeah, Sanders on NFL Network last night. He said they're great, so we'll see. But Their uh, offensive line can protect with five. I can talk all day about it. They, they look good, but uh, but that Stanley game was a sad news to have a report of a, a fan falling off an escalator and dying. Oh, in, in, I at saw the game. that story. What? Terrible story. I didn't see that. I thought it was in the Steelers-Jets game, though. It was after the Steelers-Jets game. Yeah, that's exactly when it was. Yeah, Yeah, well, that's what we're on right now, Big D. That was the Zach Wilson comeback. We're talking about the Jets. Oh, yeah, yeah, I knew that. So, uh, anyway, Zach Wilson, the comeback kid, 252 yards and a TD. Jets having fun. Look out. They're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay, so the Mets. Bills Bills over the Ravens. They'll never get get tickets. (laughs) (laughs) Bills over the Ravens, 23-20. Oh, anyway, uh, 21-yard Tyler Bass chip shot as time expired. Good win for the Bills. Chargers. 34-24 over the Texans and Cardinals 26-16 over the Panthers. Packers pass the Patriots in OT 27-24. Aaron Rodgers 251 yards, two touchdowns through the air. And, uh, well, Mason Crosby hits a 31-yarder as time expires. Tough game for Bill Belichick. And the Raiders 32-23. Slick Rick had that pick over the Broncos. And Vegas is running back Josh Jacobs 144 <laughs> yards and two TDs. Chiefs beat the Bucks in the in the uh, nightcap big D last night. Tom Brady had had a fantastic night, 385 yards and three touchdowns. But let me tell you, that Patrick Mahomes, he's a Houdini on the field. He made a shortstop Oof. play at the two, flipped it over the defender's <laughs> head for the touchdown. That kid is rock and roll, and that's a rapid sports big D. Back to you. All right, Slick Rick, thanks very much. You're under investigation. Um, <laughs> so the um, 
This is why Harry Oates was the executive director, producer of the show for a very long time because he's on it. What time is it? Eight. Um, yes. Eight fifty-five. He's got to interview. He just, Jim he just let me know to make sure I report on the breaking news. Japan warns <laughs> residents to take shelter <laughs> as North Korea launches missiles. So there you go. Awesome. So people of Japan, if we put Harry in charge of your getting it to you, you'd all be dead. Yes, Harry, we opened the show with it at 8.01. So, thank you. All right, there you go. Kim Jong-un. The, 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 <laughs> what, what, Paul? Denise for, Trump, Denise for Trump is asking me, uh, Paul, where do you hang the TP? <laughs> As in, I have a potato here. I'm civilized. <laughs> exactly. Uh, is there any? Well, no, we don't have any time. We'll do news when we get back at the top of the... It's, man, the first hour's gone already? Yeah. All right, is this English, G? Roll it. New York sent not only a congressman, one of the most congresswomen in the Congress, but the state troopers and emergency responders. I don't think okay. they're going to be staying the whole time, right? Anyway, all kidding aside. One more time. <laughs> first part up to Congress. We don't need the rest of it. One more time, G. New York sent not only a congressman, one of the most congresswomen in the Congress. Got it. All right. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> Sounds like Kamala. We'll get back to that. Everybody get your notebooks out. from studio 6b hour two man that was a first that was a quick hour hour two already real america's voice glad you're in on a monday getting the week started boys are all here geofran holding it down as always hope you had a great weekend so we ended the hour on the is this english we've got a couple uh lols to get to <laughs> crazy time to get to but just um just one more time, G. Can I just have that first sentence? You don't even have to play the opening if you want to just start right on him. If you want to cue it up to uh, right to him. Just let me hear this first sentence. And New York sent not only a congressman, one of the most congresswomen in the Congress. <laughs> She's the most congress in the She's Congress. She's the most congresswoman of the Congress? <laughs> right. Is what that, a you think tool. that's. Is it Congress and like. Is anybody it, missing three times uh, in less than a sentence? If anyone's missing any um, like curtains from your your beach house, I think I found them. By the way, yeah, or a slip cover for your slip couch. cover. Yeah, I think I know where they are. <laughs> I, I well, I don't even know what that is. What is he talking about? The Congress. This is the Congress. You know, I'm trying to look. I'm trying to get past the dementia and just try to figure out what what he what he even he could have meant. If it's clear to me, then I could say, oh, okay, well, this is clearly what he meant. I don't even know what a Congress, the most Congress, how are you the most Congress, Congresswoman of the Congress? I don't know. Is it a state? Well, you got to work hard on that. That's good. Yeah, you got to work hard. You got to work hard to do that. So. Is he trying to make a fat joke? Because he said, I don't know. Oh, I don't know who he's talking about. So we don't know, I don't we don't know. know what he's talking about. All right, let's. Now, now D, were you referring to the first lady's outfit? Looks like she's like stole like the cushion off a 
wicker chair in yeah, the 1970s, 1970s <laughs> Buick back like seat or Del Vista yeah. retirement home. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's like the waiting room for. It's, I, mean, I don't it's think not so. Bad. I think it's, it's just tacky. Terrible. I mean, I'm just, you know, we had a first lady who was a supermodel. And I mean, just <laughs> yeah. graceful and elegant. Couldn't, and uh, yeah, they made her out to be an animal. Couldn't even. I mean, we had, but we had Big Mike also, so let's not forget about she. She always dressed nice. No magazine. Co- <laughs> <laughs> Big Mike. I'm sorry, we had what, Paul? Uh, the uh, Obama's wife dressed nice. You have to admit, Michelle. Uh huh. Yeah, Big Mike. Yeah, <laughs> Big Mike. That's that's how you're referring to the former first lady. Well, that's no, 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 no. Or not, that's how told- Obama referred to her. He called her Michael. Yeah. Oh. Okay. All right, very good. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's wants to kill us right now. <laughs> let's backtrack. Uh, cut one, Jay. trouble. Why Biden says he was actually going to Puerto Rico today. Roll that. Heading to Puerto Rico because they haven't been taken very good care of. We've been trying like hell to catch up from the last hurricane. I want to see the state of affairs today and make sure we push everything we can. Who does that um who does that make any sense to? Does that make any sense to anybody? Is that what is this even English also? Wasn't the um wasn't the tornado we I mean wasn't the hurricane we just had gone through Florida? He's heading to Puerto Rico though. So what is he talking about? He's heading to Puerto Rico because they haven't been treated that nice. Right. And now he decides it's time to go. Why now? Delgado, do you know? Having a clue. Maybe he's having a flashback to the last, uh, the last hurricane they had maybe three, four years ago. Maybe, they haven't been taken very good care of, he says. That's what he's referring to? Maybe he should check with his <laughs> friend Hillary to see about why they haven't been taken care of or where the money went. Well, yeah, maybe they can uh, try to create a new one uh, in tr- like Haiti 2.0, make a couple hundred mil real quick. I wonder if he's going there because maybe he thinks like he's losing support in the um, in that voter base. Maybe you no, wonder. Well, no, he grew up. The, he grew up in a Puerto Rican neighborhood, didn't he? Huh? Didn't he grow up in a Puerto Rican neighborhood, sorta? Of? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. It was an overall theme today. Cut two, speaking, since we're jumping ahead here. Cut two, G, roll that. I come from a little state, the little state of Delaware. It's not like the congresswoman from New York. She comes from a big state. But we have a very, in relative (laughs) terms, large Puerto Rican population in Delaware, relative to our population. We have the eighth largest black population in the country, and between all minorities, we have 20% of our state is minority. And so I, uh, oh, I, uh, this was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home. You were. So we, right. we came hold, here. Hold on, hold on, Wait a hold on. Breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> I think Jill's going to hit him with a shoe, uh, a chincleta, I believe, is what they call it. Now at the Badaga. <laughs> I know there's no um, Despacito's not playing anywhere. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Did he grow up in the Bodegas? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, he used to work there. He would get his cold cuts and his fixer flat all in the same place. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Just, that's maybe re- that's why Jill had all those, you know, the, the diversity of her her of her breakfast tacos yeah. that she would have. <laughs> you know, because tacos, uh, Joe, don't come from the Puerto Rican community. That's Mexico, dude. Oh. <laughs> Let's go back just a little bit in this clip, G, just so we can all hear one more time 
You know, you have to wonder what in the blue hell he's stretching to here or who tells him to go in this direction. I, I love the fact that he, he goes with that. He knows that number, that, that what is it, that 8% uh, African just community? just made that number right? up. That he, can't be even real. It probably isn't, but he holds on to it. He uses it all the time. And then he was trying well, to reach for a Hispanic number, but he couldn't come up with it. So he just said, and we got the 20% minority in the state. Go ahead. I... Uh... I uh, was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home. Now, I'm just wondering how you sort of get kind raised of. in the Puerto Rican community. Oh, I, I know the answer to that. <laughs> Rick knows. Now, you're, you have some actual heritage, right, Rick? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, you know, half of, most of my family is Puerto Rican. Okay. Um, so you're in Spain, yeah. Okay, so, so, so you kind, can speak I'm, to this. I'm kind I can I. He probably took Spanish in high school, and that's why he believes that he was raised in the Puerto Rican community. Obviously. It's got to okay. be it. Jill doesn't exactly look like <laughs> she might be on board with this line of talk. I don't know. Just, <laughs> it's just my body language expert um, kicking in here. She doesn't exactly look like that she's on board. And I believe, I believe Joe, I believe <laughs> in his... Uh, in his state, they have a number of Taco Bells. Yeah. So that's exactly. another thing that makes him feel like he was raised. You know, all his servants were uh, right. were Puerto Ricans. That's why he felt like he was in the community. Yeah. You know, he had a. Those are his know, amigos, a, man. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't. I'm surprised he didn't say that. He's like, you know, <laughs> he was raised. I was raised by my share. amigos. I was sort of. <laughs> I mean, when you lead with, I, I was sort of, you know you're stretching whatever's about to follow. You know, I was sort of, this is a guy who's been around for 150 years. Corn and Pop today, Eagle. he decides to tell us that he was sort of raised <laughs> in the Puerto Rican community. Yeah. Corn Papito was a bad hombre. <laughs> All right, finish this, Jake. Long time, uh, both for business and pleasure since... You're part of the Third Circuit Court of Appeals and Delaware as well, and I was chairman of the Judiciary Committee. I spent oh. a lot of time in the northern part of the state. <laughs> what state? So he went to Puerto Rico when he was an attorney oh. in the Third Circuit Court of Appeals? or what? Oh. Fact check on aisle three, please. <laughs> <laughs> Raised in the Puerto Rican community. Went to Puerto Rico, the northern part of the state, when he was... Working in the th or he was an attorney in the Third Circuit Court of Appeals. Puerto Rico's not a state, I think. Be or maybe he was talking about the northern part of Pennsylvania, <laughs> or Delaware, or some other. His, the, how about or the Pluto. northern part? The northern part of the state of confusion. How about that? Yeah, <laughs> Pluto. Damon, the wedding gown train just got longer. Yes, that's exactly right. Exactly. That's right. We're, we're, now, we're now selling nightgowns on 6bshirts.com, the Biden nightgown shirt. I think I figured out why he wanders off stage now. He probably hears that Taco Bell bell that they do in the commercials now. And he's like, ding, and like oh, I got, we got a taco. Look, he heard the tacos. Where, where are they? I was raised in the Puerto Rican community, don't you know? Right here? Oh, they're here? Where are they going to be? Oh, over there. Oh, they're over there. Every time I see that video, I feel it's like my uncle with Alzheimer's yelling, where's my wife? Oh, over there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's where they are. <laughs> over there. They're over there. Oh, over there. Okay. 
<laughs> Got it. That's where they are. Okay. Very good. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Watch me. I, I just don't know. I don't know how he gets into these. Watch me. Yeah, we are. That's the problem. We are. We can't take our eyes off of you. Yeah, it's, it's I was like raised it's like, in the Puerto Rican community. It's yeah. like you, you see a dog get hit on the highway. You want to help him, but you can't. That's what it looks like. You can't take your eyes off that train wreck of that. That's Biden. I mean, he. It's getting worse by the minute. It's getting worse. These these things. It's just getting worse. All right, let's get to something a little more serious, a little more clarity. Cut four, G. Roll that. We've awarded $90 million oh, to upgrade PR2 Highway. And we've announced $163 million, million to begin construction on the canal to restore. Can I help me with the pronunciation? Martin Pena. That entire ecosystem. The what? And we're going to clean up polluted waters and restore mitigation habits. Man, mangrove habitat, mangrove habitats, and bring back marine life. Okay, got it. Everybody clear? <laughs> that was Spanish. Everybody know what the plan is? Look at mangoes. <laughs> we got the we got the last. I got the mangoes. <laughs> we got the last mango in Paris. Somebody call Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> Somebody call Jimmy Buffett and tell him. Please. <laughs> Play that again. You have to play that again. We've awarded ninety million dollars to upgrade PR two highway, and we've announced six hundred sixty-three million million dollars to begin construction on the canal to restore. Cano, help me with the pronunciation. Martin Pena. Whoever he is. The, that that entire ecosystem. That's hard to pronounce. We're going to clean up polluted waters and restore mitigation habits. Man, mangrove habitat, mangrove habitat, <laughs> and bring back marine life. Oh my God, help me pronounce. <laughs> yes, Martin Pena. I know, it seemed when he, when he turned around and said, Help me with the pronunciation, what he then said what? after that was not that hard. No, right. And when you see it spelled out, it's even easier. It's like, it looks just. <laughs> mangrove. Oh he, he couldn't get the. Martin Pena. Yeah. Watch me. It's <laughs> <laughs> what it's what makes that sixty minutes thing so laughable. That, that's I mean, his he's, response. He's getting dumber by the second. Well, you know, Miranda Devine has a piece today in the Post about it. It just it's becoming an embarrassment on the world stage, and there's no even even if you're the uh, even if you're somehow still a big supporter of him, it, it just can't be lost on any anybody that he is just. I mean, he's just a total head case at this point. He's just gone. Yeah, and, and remember last week, I don't know if you were here when we played it, the the View, they were trying to dismiss it. Oh, well, that's Joe, and, you know, those gaffes make it, make him lovable or something like that. I think oh, that yeah, was Elisa sure. Farrah. Who said, Real lovable. Right, yeah. and everyone's so mean because he's old. The ageism is terrible. Meanwhile, that black woman on that show, Sonny Holston, I think that's what it was, yeah. has called every middle-aged white guy an evil, dirty colonialist, and now... She's like the like the, she's ripped on the patriarchy and you name it and now, now she's defended him. We should have played Last Mango in Paris there for Biden. <laughs> All right, 13 past the hour, live from Studio 6B. More to do. We're back. <laughs>
the diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. Why are you shipping these uh, immigrants uh, up north? We need them to pick the crops down here. Not everybody in the community, in the Hispanic and the African-American community, particularly in uh, uh, rural areas that are distant and or inner city districts, know how to use, know how to get online. Seventeen past the hour. Sound like the blue zone. Let me tell you about Birch Gold. Last time we went through a recession, there were stocks that literally went to zero. Washington Mutual, Lehman Brothers, Chrysler, multiple blue chip stocks that went to little or no value almost overnight. Could that happen again? I draw your attention to Credit Suisse right now. Out of, I believe, Switzerland and really around the world. Credit Suisse. They're talking about them right now. Literally talking about this exact situation. Could they be going to zero? Are they over leveraged? Are the rate hikes becoming too much? Is something about the break? The Federal Reserve having to raise interest rates because they couldn't have been more wrong about what was going on and getting their federal funds rate off of zero. Did they wait too long? Is it now impacting the rest of the world? Could Credit Suisse be the first bank that goes to zero or has serious problems well, we'll see. But if you're there, are your savings protected? Well, you could own something that's never been valued at zero, and that, of course, would be gold, historically your best hedge against inflation, which, of course, is still rising like a hockey stick, and we expect it may continue to go up. The savviest Americans diversify their savings to protect them from downturns in the market, from global instability to increased national debt. And, of course, a continued devaluation of the dollar. Chances are you're looking for a way to diversify yourself right now. Well, here's how you can get started. Contact our friends at Birch Gold Group. Find out how owning gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account could help protect your savings. Text America to 989898. And Birch Gold will send you a free information kit on diversifying into gold tax-free. In fact, if you have a 401k or IRA that's underperforming, you can convert that into an IRA in precious metals. So text America to 989898. Hedge against inflation. Protect your hard-earned money. And get your free information kit. That's America to 989898. Text Birch Gold today. All right, 19 past the hour, live from Studio 6B. Time to do a little sports. And here with that is Slick Rick at Slick Rick Sports. Sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow. 1995 for a three set of towels this week. Use our code LFS6B at checkout. What's going on, Slick Rick? All right. Speaking of hedging, I'm hedging my bets on the Rams right now. Trailing seven to six, only by one point. So I got one point in the bank here. And that game, a little bit over three minutes to go in the first half. Still nope. some time there, but seven six, 49ers leading it out in Cali, out in Levi Stadium. And the Mets did what they did best. They gained a half a game doing nothing. The Mets game was posted against, uh, was postponed tonight against the Nationals due to weather. But the Marlins beat the Braves four nothing. So now the Mets have crawled back in. They're one and a half games out, and uh, hey, they got three games to play. So we'll. 
We'll see what happens. Good race, but that was a tough weekend. I'll recap that a little bit later. But let's get into Spectator at Steelers game dies after fall from Escalator. This is an oh, AP God. report. A tough game for the Steelers yesterday, but even worse, they lost a, a fan here. Pittsburgh, a Spectator at Sunday's game between the Pittsburgh Steelers and New York Jets died following a fall on an Escalator at a crucial stadium. Uh, the Pittsburgh Department of Public Safety said police and emergency service personnel were alerted after a male spectator fell around 4.45 p.m. shortly after the end of the New York's 24-20 victory over the Steelers. Paramedics administered care on site before the victim was transported to the hospital in critical condition. He died shortly thereafter. The Allegheny County Medical Examiner's Office identified him Monday as 27-year-old Dalton Ryan Keene of Monica, or Monaca, uh, Pittsburgh. So that's very sad to hear. Um, and a little uh, racing with a rubber meets the road, guys. NHRA Midwest Nationals, Madison, Illinois, the Worldwide Technology Raceway. Top fuel, the great, and I do mean great, Steve Torrance, 3.74 tenths, uh, 328.7 miles an hour. Funny car was Robert Height, 3.911 on the track, 331 mile an hour top speed. Pro stock, Erica Anders, the young lady, she's fantastic as well, 6.53. 210-mile-an-hour top speed, and pro-stock motorcycle, Matt Smith, 6.756 on the track, 202 miles an hour. Can you imagine 202 miles an hour on a, on a motorcycle? That's, That's unbelievable. Go- That's about me going home from the studio to do uh, a <laughs> live uh, Ask do a- Me Anything after the show. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, street legal, J.R. Carr. Great name, right? 9.704 tens, 141.34. That must be some Iraq Z's wheeling out of there. And uh, let's get to the NASCAR, guys. Chase hey, Elliott first. What's up first. with the Mets look, Rick? Are they in or out? The Mets still have a shot. They're a game and a half out. They dropped, They fell to two they games. they were like 11 games up? They were 10 and a half games up. Big D in June. Very good. Yes. And uh, actually, they were uh, one and a half games out. They picked up a half a game, as I just reported, with the uh, Marlins beating the Braves tonight for zip. Uh, there's three games to go for the Mets, two games to go for the Braves. However, unfortunately, the Braves took the series 10 games to nine. So the tiebreaker Wednesday would go to the Braves if the Mets could even even up. We'll see. It looks like the Mets are going to be going for a wild card and doing it the hard way. Paul, the Mets always do it the hard way. They had a nice the commanding Mets are in lead. The playoffs. Hey. Yeah, they're in the playoffs. They're in, They're the, in playoffs. the playoffs. Oh, yeah. They'll get a wild card. Yeah. That's so all you can play one of those. It's not a one game like make it in or take or go home. One of those deals. Wild card is yeah. Wild cards are one and done. You got to win that. Game. I thought they were, I thought it was a three game set. Now uh, I don't know. They changed it this year. They did take more teams, but I thought it was a one and done. That's what I remember from the playoffs. One and done. Uh, but it could be a best of three. I don't know, but I'll, I'll have to check on that. But either way, Mets are going to have to do it the hard way, which they can. Uh, but Chase Elliott first to advance in NASCAR playoffs with victory at Talladega. This is an AP report from Talladega, Alabama. Chase Elliott. NASCAR's most popular driver, who a day earlier accused series leadership of taking a step backward in safety, drove to victory lane and earned the automatic berth into the third round of the Cup Series playoffs. There were 57 lead changes among 17 drivers, and of the six cautions, only one was for a multi-car crash. Ryan Blaney was second for Team Penske, and Michael McDowell was third for Front Row Motorsports as Ford settled for runner-up. And that's a wrap in sports, Big D. Back to you. All right, Slick Rick, thanks very much. Uh, let's do some news. I'm here with the news. This is Paul Nolan. What's going on, Mr. Nolan? So I don't know if you guys saw uh, Elon Musk's tweet um, over the weekend. Or not, well, it was actually earlier today, forgive me. Uh, Elon Musk uh, earned the ire of Ukrainian diplomat following his publication of a Twitter poll to measure the support 
for a hypothetical peace deal between Russia and Ukraine. Uh, Andrev uh, Melnik, the former Ukrainian ambassador to Germany, vehemently opposed Musk's plan under which Ukraine would become a neutral country between NATO, Russia, and Russia, abandon claims to Crimea, and uh, accept the results of the UN monitor vote in contested regions. He wrote, uh, Ukraine uh, peace, uh, Ukraine-Russia peace, uh, redo elections of annexed regions on the UN supervision, Russia leaves uh, if it's the will of the, of the people. Uh, Crimea, formerly part of Russia, as it's been since eight, uh, 1783 until Khrushchev's mistake. Uh, water supply to uh, Crimea assured, and Ukraine remains neutral, right? He had the poll with it. Um, F off is my very diplomatic reply to you, uh, Melnick wrote on Twitter. Uh, he did not self-censor his, <laughs> censor his profanity. So uh, I... I think this is really cool that uh, this guy just keeps on Two million, trolling the world. I just I just voted just to see what the percentages were. Sixty one point seven percent said no. Thirty eight point three percent said yes. Two million votes. I mean, you know, say what you will. Elon Musk gets a lot more response than any pollster could ever get from anything. So these polls he puts out, you really do get a sense of. You just wonder how many bots voted no. Well, true. Yeah. Yeah, two million. And I guess during his trial later this month, he can get an answer to that question. Yeah, I really hope he gets to the bottom and exposes this this cesspool. So, I mean, in all honesty, look, we, you know, they they provoked this. I mean, the UN provoked this. I mean, this was this is uh, they knew the reaction they would get, and the war machine wants their money. All right, we'll do some more news. Um... Live from Studio 6B on a Monday night. Glad you're in. We're back right after this. All right, 30 minutes past the hour, live from Studio 6B, Crazy Town, coming up here in a second. <clears throat> Just want to get to a couple of little things, though, before we get to that. Let's start, uh, well, we've let's, let's go over here to this poll, uh, Florida poll by Siena College. In Florida right now, Governor DeSantis, uh, Republican, 49%, Charlie Chris, 41, plus 8 for DeSantis. I'll bet it's not even that close. Among Independents, he's plus 18. Among Hispanics, he's plus 16. And as we were talking about in that video tonight, due to his um, work so far under this hurricane and the, in the situation that's going on there now, I bet the Democrat numbers are growing as well, as that gentleman in that video told us. Yeah. A couple other quick things this morning on Bloomberg, as we've spent some time talking about this. Um, this professor, I believe, is from Harvard. Okay, Columbia, we have it. Cut 8G. He was asked about Nord Stream, and well, Bloomberg, I don't <laughs> think exactly was ready for his answer. Roll it. The European economy is getting hammered by this, by the sudden cutoff of energy, and now uh, to make it uh, definitive, the destruction of uh, the Nord Stream pipeline, which I, I would bet was a U.S. action, perhaps U.S. and, and Poland, 
I, this is uh, right, Jeff, speculation. Jeff, we got to stop there. That's a, that's a quite a statement as well. Why do you feel Absolutely. that that was a U.S. action? What evidence do you have of that? Well, first of all, there's direct radar evidence that U.S. Uh, helicopters, military helicopters that are normally based in Gdansk, uh, were uh, circling over this area. We also had the threats from the United States earlier in this year that one way or another, we are going to end Nord Stream. We also have a remarkable statement by Secretary Blinken last Friday in a press conference. That he says, this is also a tremendous opportunity. It's a strange way to, it's, uh, sorry, it's a strange way to talk if you're worried about the piracy on international infrastructure of vital significance. So I know this runs Here's counter Bloomberg to right our now. narrative. It runs, you're not allowed to say these things uh, in, in, uh, in the West. But the fact of the matter is, all over the world, when I talk to people, they think the okay. U.S. did it. And just to tell you, well, and, and by, by the way, even reporters on our papers that are involved tell me privately, yeah, well, of course, but well, it doesn't show up in our, our media. A, a lot of the world uh, is uh, watching uh, the events in horror, uh, and a lot of the world doesn't like this uh, NATO uh, expansion, which uh, they interpret as at the core of this. They want to see compromise between the U.S. and Russia uh, in vote after vote in the United Nations. Basically, it's been the Western countries uh, that have uh, been uh, voting for sanctions and denunciations and other actions, whereas most of the world, certainly most of the world counted by population, is on the sidelines. They just view this as a horrible clash between Russia and the United States. They don't view this as we describe it in the media as uh, an unprovoked attack by uh, Russia on Ukraine. That's, you know, anyone in the United States, they'd say, well, what else is it? But that's because the way that our media have been reporting this, this conflict goes back a, a long time. It didn't start on February 24th. 2022 would go, in fact, the, the war itself started in 2014, not in 2022, and even that had antecedents. And so most of the world doesn't see it the way we describe it, but great. most of the world's just terrified right yeah. now, frankly, because it's unbelievable to be hearing on one side, well, we'll use nuclear weapons if we need to, and the other side saying, ah, you can't frighten us. I am very worried that we are on a path of escalation to nuclear war, Not nothing less than that. Uh, we have a essentially a war in which Russia feels uh, that this war is at the core of its security interests. Uh, the United States uh, insists uh, that it will do anything to support Ukraine's defeat of Russia. Russia views this as a proxy war with the United right. States. And uh, whatever one thinks about this, this is a, a path of extraordinarily dangerous escalation. Oof. Bob, boom. Wow. That's a, maybe <clears throat> the clip of the day. The professor. I'm sure it's Columbia mates are not going to be uh he might have his resume out tomorrow after that clip they may have changed the locks to his office by yeah. now and it's you know you mean the office that like you know maybe epstein had an office like he had you know at columbia like he did at harvard you know all these like 
big time universities, these Ivy League things, they're just so overly funded by government interests, corporate interests, like they, they're owned, you know, they, and for him to speak out the way he just did, um, we just need more of it. That's what a patriot is. That's what yeah. a brave person is. You know, we, we've asked politicians no. to step up and fight and they don't. We asked them to act like first responders did. The fight is on their line now. It's up to the politicians and people like this to stand up and speak because people are petrified to speak the truth. It's, yeah. uh, and, and you saw the guy from, times. that was CNBC, right? right Bloomberg. Here. Bloomberg. They, oh, wanted, right. nope, Bloomberg. they tried to get him off the air as quick as they could. Yeah. They just couldn't. And, and you saw how he reacted. Like, oh, well, how do you know that? I mean, what evidence? And then he gives them a piece of evidence. The guy is like, oh, yeah, it's like okay, that's that's the uh, that's the white paper group, uh, you know, determining how much money can we extract if we start another war, and uh, you know, the results be damned. Who cares? As long as we get what we want. I had to uh, cut the clip for time, but uh, one of the other reporters shifted away and said, "Well, we can't prove any of that, so let's talk about something else." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's 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 deflect. And talk about something else that 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 uh, we can lie to you about because this guy right, just. But, uh, but they can talk about they can talk about the Russian bed in the urine. Right. They can talk about you know every other hearsay, all the wrap up smears. But anytime the evidence of the helicopters over circling that area, or you know the, the veil threat, the, the the real threats by Biden and Victoria Nuland and and all these other uh, neocons acting, you know, you know. Acting, acting like they're benevolent and they care about people. Yeah, and don't you know, forget about Blinken, fun. what he said. Yeah. That that guy pointed out, rightly so. Yeah. All right. Um, that is a, that's a unbelievable clip. He'll be looking for a job tomorrow probably. All right, time for Crazy Town. Oh. Uh, Joe and Kamala, champions of equity. Roll it, Chi. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Hit the slick Rick closet to get ready. Equality, equity, and justice at the center of our work. We invested an historic $5.8 billion, that's B with a B, billion dollars in our HBCUs. But we still have so much more to do. And we need the leadership of this organization that has the proven ability to see America as it can be unburdened by what has been. <laughs> leadership that is grounded and has always been in fundamental rights, including the importance of justice for all people. What? Leadership that represents not just the Congress, not just the conscience of the Congress, but the conscience <laughs> of our country. It's a conscience. My fellow Americans, it is my honor to introduce the President of the United States, Joe Biden. Thank you, Kamala, for that introduction, and even more importantly, for your partnership, because it is a partnership. Isn't she doing an incredible job? Not a joke. Joyce, <laughs> not a total I'll joke. See you over there. <laughs> total joke. He's going to say total joke. Y'all are the best. You know, though, I know you're really here to see uh, Gladys Knight. Uh, I ain't one of the pips. Uh, of course you are. It's time like these. He's a pip. She sings my favorite song. It's about <laughs> how we choose to see one another. You know me, and I know you. I told you all I was going to point 
a black woman to the Supreme Court, and we did. The first, not only the first black vice president, but the first member of the Associate Justice of the Supreme Court of the United States of America. Don't it pander too much, John. Cory Booker, who was back there as an engineer. Cory, you're here somewhere, I know. Okay. Thank you, thank you, I don't thank think you, Cory. Name every black person I know. <laughs> of the resolve and joy at that historic moment. You know, and... Uh, you know, by the way, I've nominated more black women appellate justices than every other president in history combined. By now, no one ever doubts that I mean what I say. The problem is I sometimes say all that I mean. We centered equity <laughs> in our historic vaccine, vaccine efforts to make sure all black Americans, no matter where they live, no matter what their cigarette, got a chance to no what be vaccinated what? and boosted. Look. Oh, look at I'd the get wine. significant funding for the HBCUs. Pass the wine. I didn't go to one, but one got me elected. Delaware State University. We have the eighth largest black population in America as a percent of population. <laughs> Is that eight, eight percent? And they <laughs> did it for me. And by the way, the president used to work what? for me until he... He wanted to be president, so he, now he's the chairman, he's the president of the university. I made a decision that it all going to be made and worked for in America. None of that money's going to any profit that's not in America. That includes increasing the share of those dollars to go to small disadvantaged businesses, including brown and black businesses. And we're going to bring that from 10% of all that money spent going to small businesses that are black and brown to 15% by 2025. We're going to modernize America's roads, bridges, ports, airports, all across America. We're going to deliver affordable high-speed internet so every single household, no matter so the parent doesn't have to pull in front of a McDonald's parking lot so their kid can get in the internet to do their homework. Right. We ended, we, we enacted that the Inflation Reduction Act. It takes the most rice. aggressive action to confront our climate crisis ever in all of human history ever it offers black families thousands of dollars in energy savings through tax credits and rebates when they have to replace everything from a toaster to a refrigerator and new efficient oh appliances God. many of us who've been around have been taking taking on and fighting the drug companies fighting pharma and we've not been able to win but this time we fought them and we won we oh beat God. them I'm so sick of Republicans no, no. saying we're the big spenders. Give me a break. We're huge spenders. Give me a break. <laughs> and by the way, this bill One is going to reduce up. the deficit by another $300 billion over 10 years because oh, yeah. Medicare is going to be paying less. But I know I'm being banged up by the Republicans, but come bring it on. For many black students, <laughs> these loans forgiveness will wipe out the student debt completely. For others, come bring it provide on. significant belief. It's a game changer. <laughs> I don't want to hear a word from those members of Congress, you notice, whose families got tens of thousands of dollars and several million dollars in pandemic relief loan forgiveness. The same ones criticizing. Give me a break. Come on. Y'all worked hard to pass the George, the, the George Floyd Justice Policing Act. It got blocked, blocked by Senate Republicans. I'm not going to stand by and watch the fundamental freedoms in this country be taken from you like the right to vote and have your vote counted. I'll defend our democracy and your freedoms with every fiber of my being. You know me, I know you, and I have your back. Two weeks ago, well, the first of its kind White House summoned against hate fuel violence that many civil rights leaders here today call for 
after the evil visit upon Buffalo four months ago. White supremacists will not have the last word. We cannot remain silent. Silence is complicity. <laughs> <laughs> he acts so long to finish it. <laughs> All right, sports and news wrapping up. When we get back, live from Studio 6B. to the hour live from Studio 6B. Man, the show went so fast. Let's do one LOL before we do sports and news, G. Let's do uh, Biden calls up New York Representative Velasquez. LOL of the day. Roll it. I want to bring up the con. Do you mind, go? I was up in New York with the mayor and with the governor. And what they wanted to talk to me about? They wanted to talk to me about Puerto Rico. Ah, no, remember? We sat there? Yes. And so, it is uh, one of the best Congress women in the Congress, Congresspersons in the entire Congress. And she's. (laughs) Are you you born here? Yes, I was born here. And my family, my entire family is here. It's here? All right, I hope I don't get you in trouble with my nine brothers and sisters. God bless you. I tell you what, my mother used to think that uh, anybody who had that many children, we only had four, uh, she'd say, uh, no purgatory for mom, straight to heaven. Oh, good one, Joe. All right, let's do some, uh, let's do some sports uh, before we wrap it up and here with that. It's Slick Rick, Rick Emirati. What's going on, pal? All right, well, let's get into it. Monday Night Football right now. The second half just on the way. Rams trailing the 49ers 14-6. to Debo Samuels on a beautiful 57-yard slant gives the Niners the well, – advances their lead to 14-6. to And, uh, well, I'm, right now I'm trailing. I only got two points. And I understand a fan uh, got a little uh, face uh, smashed the night, Big D. Fan ran on the field down the sideline and got clipped by one of the one of the Niners players is that right uh I don't know if Wagner is Wagner play for the Niners or the Rams no, but think... Bobby Wagner stepped out and took care Rams. of him yeah the yeah, Rams, okay. the Rams, yeah. I didn't see that. That looks pretty good. And uh, hey, it, uh, happy anniversary to the Let's Go Brandon chant where it all started one year ago today in the Get It Chat, RGJ589. I know Rick was talking about it earlier as well. It's one year anniversary. Let's Go Brandon, the infamous NASCAR race. So we'll remember that too. And uh, one more quick story and some sad news. Jets announced offensive line greats Marvin Powell and Jim Sweeney have both died. The New York Jets announced on Sunday that two of the franchise's Greatest offensive lineman, Jim Sweeney and Marvin Powell, have passed away. Sweeney was 60 and Powell was 67. No cause of death was announced for either. Here we go again. No explanations. Powell, a right tackle, is one of the most decorated offensive linemen in Jets history. Drafted by the Jets in the first round of 1977, he became the starter immediately. He would continue as the right tackle starter throughout his career with the Jets, which would be nine seasons. Powell would play in the NFL through 1987. Uh, he was elected to five straight Pro Bowls and named uh, on all... Th- oh, uh, on three uh, all-pro teams. Sweeney's versatility and toughness is why he's considered one of the greatest offensive linemen in Jets history. His career spanned from uh, December of 1984 through 1994, where he started 158 straight games for the Jets. So, sad news uh, for the New York Jet family. And uh, that's a wrap in sports. Big D, we'll see how this Monday night game goes. We'll have a full recap tomorrow night. All right, Slick Rick, thanks very much. Let's do some news. And here with the news is Paul Nolan. What's going on, Mr. Nolan? 
Well, Project Veritas did it again. Incredible work from James O'Keefe and his team. These guys are unbelievable. Um, they released a new video from its secret curriculum series exposing an eighth grade teacher um, who admits to indoctrinating children against the parents' will with the end goal of overthrowing America's system of government. Um, Tyler Rim, who was uh, employed by Will Rogers Middle School in Tulsa, Oklahoma, told Veritas journalists that he fears losing his job as an educator because it can get in the way of his ideological plans for the country. Um, he said, I quote, the only thing is that the problem here in Oklahoma is that Bill 1775 or something, I can get my license revoked for it, you know, for being too woke. Trust me, I want I want to burn the entire system to the ground. Uh, Rin, who describes himself as an anarchist, appears to take issue with parents who get involved in their children's education. So he went on to say, uh, I have a rather large TikTok following, so I'm an authority figure. So I publish a Christmas message of, hey, if your parents don't love and support you for who you are this Christmas, F them. And he doesn't, he actually says the word. I'm your parent now. I love you. Drink some water. I'm proud of you. He went on to say, eventually, you want to remove Christianity or religion as a whole from the progressive thought because religion is inherently hierarchical. So this guy's a complete wacko, a complete lunatic. I posted this story on uh, Papa Nolan uh, on Getter at P-O-P-P-A-N-O-L-A-N. And, um, you know, I have a couple of those stories of going up that are a little too risque for this show. Okay. All right. Is that it for news? That's it. All right. Uh, a couple of things, G. Let's get to the other LOL. Kamala proves the TV show Veep is pretty. And I've never seen Veep. Have you seen Veep, Delgado? Nope. Never saw it. Rick? Nope. No, okay. sir. I've seen, Paul? I've seen five episodes and all five were hysterical. All right. Kamala proves TV show Veep is pretty spot on. Roll it, G. My fellow Americans, words have many meanings, and sometimes instead of conveying our meaning, they can suggest other meanings. When we talk about the children of the community, they are a children of the community. Well, we are the United States of America because we are united. <laughs> and we are states. Um, talking about the significance <laughs> of the passage of time, right? The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time. Whatever we have in store cannot be known. The past was once the future. The future is, I should say, unknown. We got to take this stuff seriously, as seriously as you are, because you have been forced to have to take it seriously. Obesity is a serious disease, and it needs to be taken seriously. You need to get to go, and need to be able to get where you need to go to do the work and get home. Oh, I hope my. that clarifies the issue, and this can be the last word on those words. Certain issues are just settled. Clearly we're not. No, that's right, and that's why I do believe that we are living sadly in um real unsettled times oh wow. oh oh mg wow that might be the greatest video i've ever seen holy moly and that was from trevor noah that yeah, was it was daily show yeah oh it was i didn't even notice that yeah wow On wow point. I guess he's burning the place down on his way out. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> he's like he's like. All right, gloves to, off. I haven't been able to make fun of the left the entire time I'm here. Screw it, let's go. I saw that his show fired? was going down. Yeah, his show's going off. They're pulling it because it sucks. 
and they say oh, he's going brutal. to comedy. And I was thinking, well, there you go. He hasn't done that in about 10 years. So yeah. that was the problem. If he decided to go to comedy while doing his show, maybe it would still be on the air instead of just being, you know, propagandist for the left, which doesn't get any ratings. Gets that's... no ratings. It owes ratings. That's how it gets less than zero. <laughs> there there yeah. are more people working for like CNN than actually watch it. That's where you're talking about ratings. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, wow. That's unbelievable. That was, that was great. That is a great, great put together. And, and what's scary is how accurate. Yeah, it's right on. That's why it's great. It's almost like, you know what? The people that were working for that show, because I don't think that show is on anymore, right? That so, show, that, that I was think like it's still seven or eight years ago. The, yeah, because oh, I, 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 I thought it came. Yeah, I thought it came before Hillary ran. Right, and, and uh, I think they just took the same people that they fired from that show and like, yeah, just put them in the administration. They'll be great. All right, so we've seen a lot of incompetence tonight, <laughs> you know. And of course, Biden—they blame Biden's age, Speak being yourself, eighty, whatever. Man. President Trump's going to be what, seventy-eight, seventy-seven, seventy-eight? Yep. I miss Daddy <laughs> Cut 12G. Let's just see if we can notice a difference. And I just, I want you to imagine the current president doing this. Roll it. He's at the rally. Come on, I'll sign that. Give me it. Ho. Give me a pen. Ho. Good catch. Come on. Biden would have been ass over tea kettle <laughs> into the uh, Secret Service guy there. Yeah, he can't catch. Biden hey. can't catch. <laughs> tacos are where over here where's the tacos Ding. <laughs> as always we salute our military active and active police firefighters first responders emts everybody on the front lines protecting us thanks everybody on the show thanks g thanks fran most of all thank you to live from studio 6b audience it's gonna be a good week we'll see you tomorrow night 8 p.m live from studio 6b